Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubist. Today, my friends, is TV Tuesday. Combining... I meant to say, but apparently had a small seizure there. Combining the best of TVs and Tuesdays in an amalgam, a stew, a juicy, juicy stewing pot of television Tuesday deliciousness is what I have done. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers, folks. I say what I want, when I want how I want, um, not necessarily where I want, because I'm driving from work to home, so there's that. Um, who, who, I say who I want, huh? and I say why I want. So, along the way, things are going to get spoiled. It is just a matter of course. So please, take heed of this warning. I have lots of feel free to take some. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes, as that is what helps podcasts grow and flourish like a beautiful flowers. That will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related business, and it is a business, is it not? You gotta get paid. Yeah, make it rain, sponsor. Today's sponsor is Late Night with Lycan Nosferat. Once again, today's sponsor is one of my favorite late night talk show host programs, and that is Late Night with Lycan Nosferat. Thank you to them for sponsoring today's show. Very, very much appreciated. Today I have items, several of them, and doing something very, very different. I think I've never done this before, and that is, well, why don't I just tell you what it is? A little behind-the-scenes action, as I like to dole out from time to time. Today, in the actual, real, existing world, is Tuesday. However, Oh no, wait, it's Monday. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Messing with the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey bits as I do in the TARDIS blue car that I drive to and from work. Sometimes I forget what day it is in the real world and what day it is within the liberal queue. I can mess around with those days, and I do. For example, today is actually Monday. However, I am recording the first half of a TV Tuesday episode. What? That's crazy talk. Why would I do that? Well, because uh, this morning, Monday morning, I recorded a, what I like to call a half episode, despite the fact that it is bursting at the seams with podcasty Movie Monday goodness. It is only half as long as what a full to and from drive work episode would be. So I thought, hey, why don't I record a podcast on my drive home. Normally, I would not do this. However, this week, this this has not happened in a while, is why I'm sort of rambling on here annoyingly. 
Uh, what is happening this week is I have a Movie Monday, which I already recorded, a TV Tuesday, which I am recording now and tomorrow. Confusing? Yes. I have a book by Wednesday. I have a video games day and a internet day. That is all the possible days that I could have. I have all of them this week, which uh, it seems to not work out that way very often, just because it's not every single week that a video game and a book are finished at the same time. Those are sort of the things that may not happen every week, book Wednesdays and for video games days. So that's, uh, that's enough behind the scenes. Just know that this week is goddamn jam-packed full of podcasty, um, movie, TV, book, video game, internet goodness. All right? Salaries. Longest preamble ever. If this is your first time listening, I normally hop in pretty quick. That time I didn't, and uh, I don't know why. The mood struck me, so I took advantage of said television show the first is Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah. I haven't brought this back in a while. It is sort of a staple for me, just because always hilarious, the sort of rapid-fire guests that I can bring back and talk about seem to make good listening, I assume. I haven't had anyone say, that goddamn sucks and you shouldn't do it. So, I gotta assume um, it's good. It is a good thing. That, combined with the fact that Jimmy Kimmel, the good people over there at that program, post on their YouTube channel all of the interviews they do. Well, I don't know if they do all of them, actually. But they post the vast majority of interviews they do throughout the course of the week on their YouTube channel in their entirety for me to catch up on because, well, I'm not up late enough to watch it live. Same with Conan O'Brien, who, just to sort of tease you a bit, is my next item. Yeah. So first had on Bill Hader. This is in no particular order other than the order that I watched the clips on YouTube. So that is my order. Bill Hader, I am... People seem to sort of come in waves as far as me being exposed to them. Bill Hader, in the last week, week and a half, I am seeing everywhere I look. And it is freaking me out a little bit. Uh, that If I did not find him very, very funny and enjoyed his comedy, it would be goddamn annoying how much I have seen of him lately. From uh, the cover of Wired magazine, which I am a subscriber to, huge, huge fan of Wired. I recommend that if you have a subscription to any magazine, it should be Wired. And uh, he was on the cover. Then this. Uh-huh. Then um, podcasts after podcast after podcast. I believe definitely two, perhaps three, I have seen them on. And then, sort of lastly, my last item on this tv 2 episode is the Comedy Central roast of James Franco, in which he appeared again. So it's like he's following me, or I am following him, and I don't mind it. So, thank you to Bill Hader. One thing, sort of, I, I think funny, but not funny, haha is that I actually do not know him from what most people probably know him from, and that is Saturday Night Live, because I do not watch Saturday Night Live. I think my sort of... Mm, should I say this? Yeah. I very, very almost never say anything not nice about things, <laughs> just in general, which makes me probably a horrible reviewer. However, I will say that Saturday Night Live just kind of doesn't do it for me. That being said, 
I think something that they do amazingly is best of DVDs. If you want to experience Saturday Night Live and have laughs consistently, they have available, I think, on Netflix, yeah, very heavily on Netflix, on DVD, all over the place, the sort of best of clips, usually focusing on a specific person, and uh, those are consistently good, whereas the show is consistently, it's, it's not consistently anything. It's not consistently bad, it's not consistently good, it's just hit or miss. Uh, how about that? It's consistently hit or miss. And that is just one man's opinion, take it with a grain of salt, whatever, I apologize. Which is kind of strange, just from the reason that all of the people on the show are 99% of the time extremely funny people. However, sometimes it just doesn't... You know what I mean. You know what I mean? Uh, this, is not a, this is not an opinion that other people are unaware of. Many people have the same opinions, so I don't think I'm saying anything horribly horribly out of line. And yet I still feel bad. Okay. Uh, he was there promoting, and at lots of these things I see him in promoting, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. So there you go. Give him a little plug. He is a super, super big movie buff, which I can appreciate very, very much so. In fact, went so far as to say he worked in a movie theater and uh, remembers that a lot of the time, being an usher in the theater, he would find people in the back row having sex. Hmm. Yeah, as you do. Uh, I can't say I ever experienced that. I do remember being on a date. And again, I think I've mentioned this fairly often, that the missus does not listen to this podcast. So her punishment is that I could say whatever I want. One of the things that I will say right now is that I remember being on a date, and my date um, put her hand down my pants in the back of the movie theater. Which I enjoyed. Which I enjoyed. Moving on to Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons, I... <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is... It was a crazy, crazy experience uh, to witness. I almost feel like... Uh, and am going to do. I've just decided in my brain this second. I'm not going to say anything about Richard Simmons and his appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I am going to say, go on YouTube and have a look at at what transpired and feel the sort of head-shaking awe that I do. A cop-out because I'm running out of time? No! No, not at all. Next he had on Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, yeah, I'm a fan of. He does a good, uh, he does a good action flick, and I believe he has within his ability comedy potential as well, so hey, why not? Uh, Plugging the newest Riddick movie, and I will say about the Riddick movies, I love them. Every one of them. Uh, very, very good. From Pitch Black to the Riddick ones. That's kind of a strange thing around that Pitch Black. Like, it is, I guess, kind of technically the first Riddick movie, but quite often not counted as being part of this, the series somehow, some way. There's, there's some weird thing going on there. Uh, played the video game as well, Escape from Butcher Bay, and uh, it was fun. I remember, I think, in the second Riddick video game, reaching a point where I got stuck and getting frustrated and stopping, which was not fun. He did all the voice acting, I think, for those two, which is always good when the main character from the movies does the voice acting for the video games, which doesn't happen very often, which is perhaps why movie-based-on-video-game tie-in things are usually horrible, usually avoid at all costs. The only reason I didn't is because... 
This particular one is sort of the exception, I guess, to prove the rule and did very well. Uh, he just got his star on the Walk of Fame, so good on him. Apparently, he had the pleasure of meeting Nelson Mandela, um, stopped the program for a second to give him a prayer, which I do not appreciate, being a atheist who does not like religion whatsoever and has zero use for it and wishes that it was banned from the globe, so I didn't like that so much, and because of that, have lost respect for Vin Diesel as far as, I don't know, intelligence and rational thought. Wow. <laughs> I went from a couple of minutes ago saying I never say anything mean to saying that, which uh, I guess says a little something about my thoughts on religion. Hmm. He's friends with Bill Clinton, which is pretty goddamn awesome, so let's end with that. That he uh, is friends with President former President Bill Clinton, and that is cool. So uh, take his cool factor way, 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 way down with the whole religion, let's have a prayer moment thing, and then kick it up a couple of notches for the Bill Clinton thing. Thank you, Vin Diesel. Next head on, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch, who also just got her star on the Walk of Fame, so kind of interesting. I wonder how often they do that, because it was kind of strange that these two guests that I watched... I don't know if they were on the same show, I don't think they were, but within days of each other, both talking about how they got their star in the Walk of Fame, so how often is there a ceremony such as that? Is it like a daily thing that someone gets a star every day, or how often? That I want to know. If you know the answer, if you work for the Walk of Fame, um, Walk of Fame people, if you're one of the people who work for them and, and set these things up and stuff, hey give me one, just because I'm being kind and asking, please. And B, uh, how, often, how often do you uh, handle puppies out? And are you running out of space? There's another question. How much space do you have? Oh, so many questions are just rolling off the noggin. Uh, Jane Lynch, very funny, as per usual. Um, I don't watch Glee, but she's good in movies. Um, like, what the hell are, is that director... Mighty Wind, uh, Best in Show, you know, that guy who does that movies. Although the name curse is preventing me from remembering what that guy's name is, even though I've watched like a two-hour interview with him and very much enjoyed it, but don't know his name. No. Thanks, Brain. I should call it Pinky, not Brain. Lastly, had on Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, big fan of, uh, enjoyed me some sliders. He was good in the television show Las Vegas, which uh, I stopped watching, and I can't remember why. I don't think it's on the air anymore. That's a show that, oh, something smells like rotten eggs. <laughs> uh, that's not what I was going to say about the show. The show does not smell like rotten eggs. Something here does. Ugh. Anyways, uh, the show Las Vegas, one of those shows that I think... I would not mind getting on the old DVD, or perhaps it'll be uh, available on Netflix, and we'll re-watch and watch to the end. I think the last episode I saw was um, James Caan getting shot. Ooh, cliffhanger. And <laughs> kind of funny that that has been my Las Vegas cliffhanger for, you know, like a decade now. Quite a cliffhanger. I wonder, wonder whatever happened to him. He's probably, he's probably dead. If you know what happens to James Caan in Las Vegas after he got shot, don't tell me, please. That would be mean, but perhaps I deserve it, deserve it for being mean to Vin Diesel, for his religiousness. No, I don't think I do. 
Uh, Jerry Connell, who is married to Rebecca Romaine, formerly Stavos, decided that uh, in sort of an ideal time to take the kids to Disneyland was for the first couple of days of school, which means he is a good dad. <laughs> Come on, kid. Oh, you, you have to go to school? Oh, it's your first day of school? Mm, let's go to Disneyland instead. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, he's a funny dude, and I think uh, a nice guy from all the interviews I have seen of him. One of those sort of dudes, I think is a good way to say it. Someone you just kind of like to hang out with. And uh, why don't I leave it at that? I can't think of a reason. No, and neither can you. If you could think of a reason, it's too late because I'm just about at home. So I'm going to wrap it up for now by saying, of course, um, I will see you tomorrow. And for you, it will seem like much less time because I will I will edit out the intervening hours of, say, like me sleeping and having dinner and stuff like that. Huh? Idea? Yes, it is. Final thing to say, that's of course... Oh my god. Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! Back! back. We are back! Back in action! Hello! Yeah. <coughs> what the fuck? <coughs> oh. That is not a good start. <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> uh. Hello again, is what I was trying to say before I choked to death. Now I am a zombie. Brains. Uh-huh. Yes. Delicious. Indeed. I am going to jump right back in with no further preamble to this TV Tuesday episode because I got a fair chunk to fit in and not a lot of time to fit it in too. Item the second is Conan. Uh, for a late night talk show, I like when it's like late night with Conan O'Brien, which is what the show used to be called, or Conan O'Brien Live. But when it's just Conan, I feel like it's not long enough title for a late night talk show. However, that is what the title is. Just Conan. I suppose it has the value of being uh, nice and simple, easy to remember as he is the host and that is his name. So it's got that going for it. Much like or very similar to Jimmy Kimmel Live, what Conan O'Brien and the good people over there will do is post videos clips of their interviews done throughout the week on their YouTube channel. However, I do have to say that they don't do as good a job, just in the sense that I think they kind of use it to tease going over to their website and watch it, watching the entire interview, but I usually can't do that because it's usually not available in Canada, so it seems mean and unnecessary. Why not just post them all? the entire interview on YouTube. For folks like myself, please do that. <sighs> that being said, the clips he does post are, I suppose, what they kind of do is get the cream of the crop to really pull you in. So, good, and it's better than nothing. It's better than kicking the balls with a frozen boot and or a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. His first guest, again, in no particular order other than how I watch the clips online, was Mr. Carl Reiner, who... Carl Reiner is sort of a comedy titan. Been in the biz 
for decades and decades, and perhaps decades, and uh, just every bone in his body is a funny bone. So uh, it's always nice to see an interview with him, one of sort of the, I don't want to say old, although he is up there in years, I suppose, um, one of the older comedy folk who's still around, and because he has the sort of disease in his veins that forces him to create and put out to the world comedy, he's still working and is still alive and kicking and pumping out the laughs. So thank you to Carl Reiner. He spoke a little bit about uh, the casting of Mary Tyler Moore in The Dick Van Dyke Show. These are interesting stories, even though, uh, sort of way before my time anyways, well not way, yeah, pretty way, fairly way before my time, but uh, I did just watch, uh, and why don't I recommend this while I'm at it, uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show had on Dick Van Dyke himself, and uh, it was a very, very good interview, recommend that while I'm on the subject, how about I, he talked about um, one of the reasons that he... Not the main reason, perhaps, but one of the reasons he chose Mary Tyler Moore was because of her sweet gams. <laughs> gams. Conan even pointed out that nobody says gams anymore, but it's hilarious. So I also have done so. Yeah, that's what I've done. Luscious, luscious gams. Next, he had on Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, who... Uh, I, you know what I remember, and I don't know if it ever came to pass, he was going to have his own podcast on the Adam Carolla Network. Jordan, mental note to look for that. The reason I think that would be good are because huh, of interviews such as this. He is just, he's a character. I, I think that's a, a good way to put it. And I don't think I mean that in the sense that he is acting at all times in this sort of certain persona. I mean that sort of, he's a character. He's got traits that are interesting to others to hear him talk about and just sort of a odd duck. Uh, they showed a clip about how Vander Holyfield was in a grocery store sort of pimping his line of barbecue sauce. <laughs> uh, and Mike Tyson, him, not Conan, but Mike Tyson made the joke that maybe Vander's ear would taste better with a little of his barbecue sauce on it. And uh, in the clip, Mike Tyson sort of surprised Vander Holyfield with, hey, how's it going? Came up, gave him a big hug. I wonder if Vander was at all nervous getting a hug from Mike Tyson, having his mouth near his ear. But it's nice to know that they have, uh, I guess, judging from this, reconciled over the years, which uh, is always nice. I love a good reconciliation. Next head on, Jason Biggs, who uh, is in, apparently, the new Netflix-created television show. Television show? You still call it a television show? I suppose you watch it on a television set. Interesting, interesting. Some new semantics will have to be created to define some of these things. Anyways, the new show Orange is the New Black, which uh, I keep meaning to watch House of Cards and now this one. And there's another one called Hemlock Grove. I really should sort of hop on one of these. The only thing I worry about is they're all only one season long, I do believe. I'm pretty sure that is accurate. And if they are multiple seasons, I kind of like to get them all in, in not one sitting, but in a, in a binge, if you will. Still, uh, if anyone has watched either of, either or any of these shows, uh, I would love 
to hear from you. Audience participation time. You can tweet at me, Jordan underscore Maywood, or email me to the address provided in the closing credits. Would love to hear what you think of these Netflix-created shows. Uh, I did watch uh, the Arrested Development, as you may know, because I brought it back on a podcast episode. The entire final quote-unquote season I did, I did. Uh, Within this Orange is the New Black, apparently there was a scene, and this is just one of those things that I like, (laughs) I I like the, the scenario and picturing the scenario in my mind, if not the actual act in this case. Uh, there was a scene in which Jason Biggs had to sort of vigorously masturbate. <laughs> so I don't like picturing that. However, the fact that the director of this particular episode was Jodie Foster meant that Jodie Foster was directing Jason Biggs to vigorously masturbate. And that tickles me. Tickles me to an end, but a very, very far end. Far away. Finally, on Conan, he did something which is probably my favorite, if I had to guess, um, bit, would you call it a bit? Segment? Yeah, his, his, my favorite segment that Conan done does is one called Clueless Gamer. He is not a gamer, so I don't even know why they should have that in the title. What it is, is... Conan will get a video game, quite often whatever is sort of the most popular video game at the time, and will play it never um, sort of on his own, because I don't know if he would be able to figure out how to get it, you know, up and running and started. No, no, no. Rather, he'll play it with somebody who has a little experience with the game. Uh, In this case, it was a a different guy from who is normally with him. Uh, I'm not sure where he was from, actually. And I didn't write it down, nor his name. Uh, because that is, well, the name curse. The name curse that was cursed upon me by the gypsy woman when I ran over her husband while receiving a blowjob in the car. That name curse. They played Splinter Cell Blacklist. Ugh. I have once played a Splinter Cell game, and this has come up a fair amount every once in a while on her radio games day, that I do not like games where you have to be stealthy. It is not fun to me. It is as if I was in these actual scenarios. I would have to be stealthy or I would get myself killed. And the reason I play video games is because I like to escape from reality so I want to go in there, guns a-blazing, freaking practically godlike in my shooting and being shot at skills and just blow the shit out of things. That is what I want for my video games. So Splinter Cell style games do not appeal to me, and I haven't played once for many, 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 many years. There was a, because it was the two of them, they played a fair amount of co-op, which I think Splinter Cell is pretty well known for now which I don't think it was when I played. And basically, the guy Conan was playing with would go in there, try to complete the mission, take out all the bad guys, um, stealthily proceeding, if you will. And Conan would find a patch of bushes and then just lie down in them and wait for the danger to pass. So that was amusing, and hence I wrote it down. Folks, I'm going to move on to... My final item, which is the Comedy Central Roast of James Franco. The roasts have uh, sort of, over the years, 
developed a very special fondness in my heart. It is something that the Mrs. and I will always, always, always watch together. And that is what we have done in this case. Uh, it was nice this time because she kind of had a bad day. And then I let her know that I had made available to us this roast. And it, uh, I do believe, cheered her up a fair amount. So thank you, Comedy Central Roast, for entertaining the Mrs. and I over and over again. Very, very much appreciated. I love these things. They just, uh, they get many, many, many laughs out of me. The, this comes up from time to time when talking comedy, and I don't think this is something I've made up necessarily, although I'm not sure if I've heard anyone say it. It's the, uh, the JPM, the joke per minute. It is a ratio that when you are watching comedy, you're going to want a very high JPM because that means you're going to have more laughs per minute. All right. The Comedy Central roasts have incredibly high JPMs, just off the charts on their JPM scale. That is good. What I've wrote down here in my notes is basically who was roasting and kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of what they said a little bit. First was Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll had so many mind-bogglingly many Jew jokes. Or perhaps, as I am not Jewish, I should say Jewish jokes. It was a theme among a lot of the comedians, because a lot of the comedians were Jewish. So there were a lot of Jewish jokes. My God. Uh, <laughs> does it make me racist to laugh at them? I don't think things that they're saying about Jews are true. However, they are comedic, so... I don't know. It's a fine line, laughing at Jewish people tell jokes about other Jewish people. Like, they're doing it to make everyone laugh. So, mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. uh, next had... I, I gotta do these kind of rapid-fire because I'm getting close to work. Uh, next had Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, who I heard in an interview with Mark Marin, is just sort of a super, super nice, kind of down-to-earth guy. And if you saw the movie This Is The End, they kind of really poked fun at that whole idea that he's just a super, super nice guy. So, I think he did a very, very smart thing in his roasting section. Assuming that is, he wrote his, which I always kind of take with a grain of salt. I think the stand-up comedians probably write their own material, but perhaps the actors do not. That's kind of the thought I get. Anyways, uh, he used a sort of niceness to disguise his incredibly mean jokes. <laughs> so in, in sort of the, the vein of saying nice things about all the people there and James Franco, he would actually underlyingly be saying incredibly mean things, which I thought was a very good way to go for him in particular. Sarah Silverman, who I love, I have said, I've probably every time she's come up on the podcast, which is uh, every once in a while, that she is probably, for me, for my bag, for my buck, the funniest woman in show business today. Just, you know, period. She, I do believe, out of all of them, and this is saying a lot, I believe she had the dirtiest of all the sets, which is kind of, it, it makes sense because she was kind of acting all prim and proper, and she had like a, a fancy, sort of like, 40s, 50s style dress and hairdo and all, acting all ladylike, and then came up and did the dirtiest of all the sets, so uh, very much like that sort of juxtaposition there. She, for example, had the word cum guzzler within her set. Mm -hmm. 
Next, we had uh, Bill Hader, who I mentioned recently. When did I mention? Uh, at the beginning of this episode, in Jimmy Kimmel Live section there, that I am following him, and everywhere I look, turn, there's Bill Hader, which is a good thing, because he was very, very funny. Sort of known for his ability to mimic people and get into a character. Uh, so, rather than do as you normally do in these styles of things and just get up and tell jokes, rather he got up in character, in the character of the president of Hollywood. Yes, he went as the president of Hollywood. Sort of in a red jumpsuit, gray hair, dark glasses, presidenty, Hollywoody. And it was very, very funny. Next had on Natasha Leggero, who was, I think, the meanest. So, you know, that's something. <laughs> uh, next had on uh, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, I kind of, I, I don't know why, I kind of had, and maybe this is why I like him so much, I kind of had low expectations for um, what he was going to do here. I don't know why necessarily that was. Just because probably I don't know him too well from anything. I mentioned that I'm not a huge Saturday Night Live guy. So that's probably why. However, I want to say, out of all of the people who went up, and it was a fair chunk of them, he easily, for me, was the funniest. Got the most laughs. Both the missus and I agreed on this. And he did a little sort of ballsy maneuver. He went, I think how I would describe it is the odd route. <laughs> so... His jokes were odd, and his delivery was odd and awkward, but it worked so, so goddamn incredibly well that, uh, just like, I was literally, literally crying laughing at his section of this. I'm not going to give it away, other than that. Plus, I'm almost out of time, so I don't have time to give things away, so it kind of works out nice. Next had Aziz Ansari who uh, I love on Parks and Recreation. He went, uh, went a different route, too, kind of. He, he must have, uh, just judging from his, his section, improved a lot of what he was doing, because a lot of his jokes were about jokes that others had told, which uh, I think, again, sort of a ballsy route to go, but it definitely paid off. Super, super funny. Always love him. Next was Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross who, man, he really got friggin' torn a new one by everyone else, just for the fact that he kind of, uh, I don't think this is totally accurate, but kind of the only thing he does is the roasts. He doesn't sort of have a secondary career, and that's not accurate, because he had a show, I don't know if it's still on, and he does stand-up, I think, so cut him some slack. He, again, I think there's a reason they save him for last. He sort of had everyone on the sort of all the other comedians and actors in stitches is kind of like old school i think so more of your kind of it had more of your sort of classic dean martin style roast feel like he rather than do long jokes will do short you know 10 second bite-sized joke after joke after joke after joke so that's sort of the most impressive thing from him is that he has within his couple of minutes crammed in the probably the most actual factual jokes uh, than any of the other people. So he is good at it. Plus, he was dressed as James Franco in Spring Breakers. So another extra little layer of comedy there that I found very amusing. Lastly, 
as you do, you let the guest of honor have a word. Uh, James Franco is a weird dude. Seems like a nice guy, and um, I like weirdness, so I like him, let's say. There you go. Folks, that is it. I finished. We finished, because I couldn't have done this without you. That'll believe one final thing to say, and that is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper